in the Gospels of St. Matthew, St. Mark, and St. Luke, right after Peter's confession of Jesus, that he is the Christ, Jesus begins to tell the disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer and die. And he does this three times. Three times he says the Son of Man is going up to Jerusalem. He will be handed over to sinful men who will kill him and scourge him, and that on the third day he will rise again. In Luke's Gospel, though, Jesus continues to tell this story more than three times. At the Last Supper, right after Jesus in Luke 22 had instituted the Eucharist and said, this is my body, this is my blood of the new and eternal covenant. He then tells the disciples, now is it fulfilled. Now is the Son of Man to be handed over and the scriptures are to be fulfilled. Now you would think that with such a momentous moment, having just received the very first, first Eucharist ever, having just been told that Jesus is about to be handed over, that the disciples would be saying, what a marvelous moment this is in salvation history to be here. But in Luke's gospel, we're told that right after Jesus says that this is fulfilled and I'm going to be handed over, the disciples had an argument break out, and they were arguing who is the greatest. They weren't saying how great Jesus was, or how great the Eucharist was, or how great this mystery was. But they were saying, I'm greater than you. No, I'm greater than you. No, I'm greater than you. This is why the church wants us to be quiet after communion, so that we can listen, and we don't come back to our pew and start arguing with our neighbor about who's the greatest. But we realize that the one that we have received is the greatest. And then after the resurrection, Jesus continues in that vein on the road to Emmaus as the disciples are crestfallen and asking Jesus, are you the only one who doesn't know what's happened these days in Jerusalem? He tells them, did you not know what had to happen? That the Son of Man had to be handed over, had to die, and had to rise again. And then just after that, the disciples are just coming back to tell the others that they'd seen Jesus, and he appears again. He shows himself to them. He gives them the greeting of peace, which is not just like, like peace, man, you know, like, hey, man, you got any jelly or something, you know. But it's like, it's an abiding, overflowing presence of God, that God who fills Jesus in his risen glory now wants to fill the church and the disciples with that very life of God. And then he shows them that he is truly risen by partaking of a piece of fish. But then at the end of this passage, Jesus says, thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. We've heard that before in Luke's Gospel and Matthew and Mark. But now he says it again. But then he adds, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, 
beginning from Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things. Not only does Jesus suffer and die, not only does he go to the reaches of Hades and hell and hallow that region, but now in his resurrection, he bids us to preach to the ends of the world repentance to all nations. How did that repentance, how was it preached through the ages? In many ways, it was through monasteries, the Benedictines who would go to England, to Germany, to Poland, and establish monasteries and preach the Catholic faith and teach people by their witness of prayer and community together, the nuns and the monks. This, in a week from now, we will celebrate a remarkable event. Father Henry Lemke, the first monk to come to Kansas, was a Lutheran pastor who converted to the Catholic faith. And on April 25th, we will celebrate the 195th anniversary of his first Mass in the little village church of Bidabibberg in Bavaria. He was ordained and celebrate his first Mass. The preacher at his first Mass on that day, April 25, 1823, was Melchior von Diepenbrock, who later became the Cardinal Archbishop of Breslau in Germany, one of the great German theologians of his day, a very orthodox proponent of the faith. Father Lemke himself would come to the United States and help found the Franciscans who run Steubenville and St. Francis and the Capuchins and the Holy Ghost Fathers and eventually would get the Benedictines to come to America and himself become a Benedictine monk and come to Kansas. And so Jesus tells the disciples to go to every nation, the monks, the priests, the nuns, and lay people have done that. And now it is your turn. You are given that commission this evening. You are the witnesses of the resurrection of Jesus who are called to take the message of repentance, of new life, of the freedom and joy that come from Jesus Christ and his church to the ends of the world. May you be strengthened by the Holy Spirit to do that.